This is a Hot Pie Media Original. This episode of the Inhumane Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, is there anything that is preventing you from achieving your goals? Anything at all? Is there a reason that you seem like you're in Stuckville and you just can't move forward? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and really match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I love that you're able to chat with them within 48 hours and it's not a crisis line. It's not for self-help. It really is just professional therapy and you can do this securely online. The services are available no matter your time zone and you can log into your account anytime and send your message to your therapist. It's like having them on speed dial. You can even schedule a weekly video or phone session, and you never have to sit and wait in a lobby. BetterHelp is really committed to, you know, facilitating those great therapeutic matches, and they make it super easy and free to change therapists if you need to do so. I know with a lot of the service providers of anti-human trafficking organizations and people like you who are listening to this could have some vicarious trauma and the therapists they see don't normally allow them to move back and forth. And so here you're able to change therapists if you need to do so, um, so that you find a better fit. Now, BetterHelp really wants you to start living a happier life today. So please visit their website, betterhelp.com. And because they're doing such a great job, you can join over a million people who have taken charge of their own mental health and with the help of an experienced professional. And so we have an actual special offer for you today for all of the Inhumane podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash inhumane. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Inhumane Podcast. We are here at episode 32, and this is called self-exploitation. So, you know, so many people, when we start talking about human trafficking, how to stop human trafficking, how to prevent it, um, of course, I get so many people that want to help. And they're very intrigued. They're sitting at the edge of their seats and they're, they're ready to go all in, um, at least initially, right? Um, we know work and lifestyle, that kind of is a game changer. But genuinely, they're, they're very interested and they're like, just give it all to me. And of course, I usually, it's not a script, but I'm obviously it's based organically off of the audience, maybe what conversation we were having previously, um, where I kind of start sharing. Like, I think that fits best that audience, whether it's one person, uh, 25 people, or a room of a thousand, and so on and so forth. And so I, you know, I focus a lot on the prevention as well as the aftercare. That has always been a really big focus of mine. Um, and and society, I, I trust society when they're asking, what is it that I can do? Uh, what is it so that no other person in the United States, in my city, in my zip code, in my state, in my world across borders will never be trafficked? Right. Again, I believe them. I believe them when, you know, when they say this. Um, and so once we get to that part of the conversation, um, 
you know, <laughs> there's usually one thing that I ask. And what I ask is, where in your life are you exploiting someone? Who in your life is self-exploiting themselves? <laughs> and I know that doesn't always win friends. I totally get that. I know it doesn't always win friends. Um, and I'm all about attracting more flies with honey kind of thing. But when it comes to this topic and it comes to this demographic, I'm hardcore serious of what kind of people we need. And, and it's educating the public in itself, right? Because I'm telling you, probably in your life, there is some exploitation going, regardless if it's right, like 10 levels down, there is some of it. And are we at least being mindful of that? Are we investigating it? And so then we're able to make ethical choices after that. Um, because what I've always said on this show is what you don't know is what you don't know. But once you do, are you making those changes? And if not, then I guess we can point the finger, right? And say, well, gosh, you are a hypocrite or whatever labels people, right? People want to give you. So that's a really tough question that I give people is where in your life are you exploiting someone and who in your life is self-exploiting themselves? And so of course we go much, much deeper into that conversation. But first, let me tell you what self-exploitation self is. And I'm going to read it verbatim. And it reads that it is nude and sexually explicit self-portraits taken at arm's length or in a mirror using a cell phone or digital camera and then posted to social networking sites such as Facebook, such as Snapchat, such as, such as the infamous one that has exploded over the pandemic, which is TikTok. Um, and it, it's all over the place. OK, and sexualized sexualization really is a problem for all of us because it doesn't matter if you have children or not, um, but it definitely affects children at a very young age when they're growing up in a world of just over sexualization. Um, they can't distinguish the two. And we've talked about pornography on this show and what pornography is doing. Like it is literally like the plague. It is spreading so fast. Uh, and this is pornography addiction as well. It's spreading so fast where we're getting to a point where we're not being able to control it. And we justify it by saying, well, this is choice. And, you know, this is, um, we're proud of our bodies kind of thing, but it's not choice when 10 year olds are looking at porn. When eight-year-olds are exposed to porn, right? Those aren't choices. And we're not doing our job by protecting our youth. And then go a little further up. We have young adults. They're being told that. And they're being over-sexualized because it's literally just all about what you look like and how many likes you get by sharing what you look like. And what I mean by that is by sharing like all what you look like, right? Because on one end, we're telling people that it's all about your mind and your spirit and what kind of person you are. But when somebody shares those things, for some reason, they're not getting 5 million likes. But when you share yourself and you're half naked, and 
you're bouncing around everywhere and that gets 5 million likes. That's literally, right, a walking contradiction, a society where we are a walking contradiction. Um, And then a lot of times as a person, we are definitely a walking contradiction. And so when people are telling me that they want to help, and don't get me wrong, it's not like people, I'm saying you have to have all of your life together before you can help, you know, human trafficking. Not at all. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm trying to inform people is if you are exploiting someone, then can you really help someone in, or can you help the anti-trafficking move, movement? Because this is all about stopping exploitation, right? Um, and I need people to be knowledgeable of that. And here, and I do believe in Western worlds, we're so far removed and understanding what exploitation really is and how we actually partake in that in society, right? Um, and let's just be very, very clear. Sexualization is a problem for all of us. And it really is. It's a, it's a social problem, not just because it's being used on social media, but it is absolutely a social problem and social media is just really taking it to that other, that other level, right? That we may not be able to reel that back in because the social media platforms are out of control. Like we, and we've talked about that, that there's no censors. They pick and choose who they want to censor because you can find a pedophile on these social media um, outlets yet they don't. And they allow them to keep sharing horrific child pornography all throughout the internet and they don't stop them yet. They can find the algorithm. If you say, uh, vaccines, right. (laughs) They'll find the, the, the COVID vaccine or the jet, they'll find that algorithm and censor you. So that should tell society that social media is not in our favor. And yes, it's doing good. Like, you know, in the space that I am in outreach, um, but I really think it does more harm than good because we're picking and choosing what we want to center and we're picking and choosing who we want to actually protect. And we're not protecting our young people, whether they're children or they're young adults. We're not protecting them from these predators. And I really do believe that we have more predators now than when we ever did in the past because social media has just helped create some that I think didn't have those tendencies before. And it's just like, and that's highly related to pornography. Like we chatted about, um, we fight people all the time who are like, no, these are adults who actually consent to do pornography. And yet you talk to more and more actual porn stars, right? And they tell you how there's human trafficking going on in that in that area. And then it gets down to the next level. And we already know OnlyFans and TikTok's halfway getting there. Um, those That's just all amateur pornography. It just all is. And we have to start calling things for what they are. And, and to be fair, 
let's give the positive and the negative, right? I'm not going to say one platform is all negative because it's not, right? Like I look at TikTok for certain things and I look at TikTok a lot from the investigative purposes as well to see what is going on um, and if there's any human trafficking uh, going on in certain these, these certain things, as well as having conversations with people of saying, hey, you know, you're promoting working at a strip club. Can you tell me why? Um, you're, you're, you're sharing all this money. And so it's like glamorizing stripping, right? That we talked about before a few episodes back, but are we sharing the negative, right? Are we sharing the things that scare the, like scare you to death about going to work? Do you share that you've had a stalker? Have you shared of the sexual harassment? Because in that industry, I don't know anyone who's been able to call HR and said, hey, this patron is sexually harassing me. You're you're not protected that way, right? So we're not sharing those things when we're talking to these young, young people and sharing with them. And they haven't, their frontal lobe isn't fully developed, right? So they're only seeing one thing and not seeing the consequences at all whatsoever. So I just... I, I have those conversations with people online so that I can understand where they're coming from. And when some of them tell me why I've had no other choice, I just, I've had to strip to put a roof over my head, to put a roof over my daughter's head. I said, I completely understand. So help us and help society understand, like, how much do you want to promote this for somebody else to fill your shoes? So let's say in five years, you retire from the strip club. Do you want somebody else to take your place? Would you recommend, would you refer someone to come and fill your, fill your shoes? Nine out of 10, it's no, right? Nine out of 10, they're like, heck no, this is a hard, hard environment. This is a hard job, but I believe and felt I had no other choice but to do this. Okay, here are some services um, that may be able to help you um, for this, that, or the other, some of the needs um, to help you get out of that life. Because what you're telling me is, and what I hear is that you don't like it and you don't feel it safe, but you have to be there, right? So my only other ask is, then can you show both sides, right? So it's it's just like that with the platforms is, I know there's both sides. I know that there's good and I know that there's bad. And it's really a choice on how we want to utilize that, right? But in regards to self-exploitation, young people just don't realize that they are exploiting themselves, right? And this is also adults too. Don't get me wrong. It's not just all uh, under the age of, you know, 20 or 21. Um, no, there's definitely older individuals who are exploiting themselves as well. <clears throat> and I'm going to relate this back to uh, when I talk about sexualization. Okay. So we know that when we sexualize young people and they're looking at society and they're seeing that they have to be, um, you know, they have to look a certain way, act a certain way, um, all of these things, um, that really affects self-esteem that all studies show that it affects self-esteem. So now you got somebody who has self-esteem, you know, issues, um, which we already have self-esteem growing up anyway. Right. But then you add this sexualization on top of that. What have we talked about on what predators look for? 
they look for those self-esteem issues, right? They look for those self-esteem issues. They want those self-esteem issues because they're going to solve those self-esteem issues. Um, and when I say solve, for those of you who are just listening, trust me that those are in air quotes. <laughs> they're just going to solve your, your problem and they're going to offer all these other things to you, right? That only benefit them and will not benefit you at all. And so if we're sexualizing these young people, um, it quickly, quickly connects to them actually begin to self-exploiting themselves, right? And if they have self-esteem issues, they're doing these things online um, where pretty much they're, they're pretending or stuffing it deep inside that now their self-esteem is fine because now they look this certain way and they're sharing it all over social media. Um, and that couldn't be further from the truth, like at all. You're not going to gain self-confidence and self-esteem now just because your body looks a certain way and you now can act different, right? I say this all the time and I think I think every, almost every teenage movie, um, almost every teenage movie goes down this, this route. So I'll give you a quick plot. So let's just say for lack of a better, uh, lack of a better term, lack of a better phrase, we'll just call, call this person the ugly duckling, right? In, in high school. And I kind of almost think of the movie, the Duff, the high school movie that they brought up. Um, and so this person, they're fine. They see the popular, pretty, um, females and they're like, Ooh, I want to be them. And then some transformation happens, right? And they become, this popular person. Well, we fixed the outside, but we didn't work on the inside, which is the most important. And this is why there's always a turnaround. There's always um, a problem and an issue they have because in reality, we fix nothing but the outside. And so we think that they're going to, or they think that their self-esteem now is built by showing off more of their uh, of their physical goodies. And yet the self-esteem now just keeps building because now you can't stop these comments, right? You can't stop these DMs where now people are looking at you, yes, in a totally different light, but more and more. And when we talk to these young people who have gone through these things, they're like, yeah, they don't talk to me about me. They just talk to me about my physical appearance, right? They just talk to me about what I'm showing them. That's it. That is literally your worth. That is literally your value. And it's the same thing for boys. It, it's not one or one gender or the other. We tend to leave males, males out, but in reality, they're going through the exact same thing. And so when we over-sexualize um, or living in this hyper-sexual world, um, these young people are thinking that now they have this great self-esteem because everybody now is paying attention to them, but they're never fixing the inside ever. And so lo and behold, this is when these predators come into play, right? And they come into play when you're 19 and you're showing off certain things. They come into play when you're 20, when you're 15. We all know age is not, um, does not matter to these individuals at all whatsoever. Um, and they're looking for people who are showing more and more of themselves. And look, I'm not saying that you can't 
Okay. So I'm not sitting up here to be a hypocrite myself, right? So I, I didn't have social media growing up. I didn't have social media when I was in high school. I didn't have social media when I was a young adult. So were we going out and dressing um, maybe half naked or something along those lines? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we did. Um, and unfortunately, we don't live in that world anymore. Now everything is on line, right? So what somebody may saw may have seen back then walking down the street, they had that image with them sure in their mind, but there was no snapping a pic and making it go viral in, you know, 0.30 seconds. Now that's all there is. Those are forever. <laughs> and so I, I just... I don't believe that we're having these conversations with young people and how on one end they want to save the world and tell me, you know, or ask me, hey, how do I stop human trafficking? And I'm like, well, we need to stop self-exploiting ourselves first. And reason being is because then they're not really understanding what human trafficking is. They're not understanding that that is in exploiting people. They're not understanding then that this is like true slavery, right? They're not understanding that piece, yet they want to help. And so I need them to get that because I, I need them to stop exploiting themselves and I need them to stop exploiting uh, other people, right? And when I say other people, I want you to think of like just clothes, like where do you buy your clothes, right? Where do you buy them? Where are they being made? Um, because that's a form of, of exploitation. Those people all the time are being exploited. And we've talked about it on another episode on some of these big names um, having, you know, basically like slave camps, right? These people are getting no breaks. Um, and I get it. It's not the same employment laws like it here is in the U.S. Totally get it. But when you're charging $100 for a t-shirt and these people are getting paid five pennies for the week, you should be able to do something about it and find another factory, right? So that these people are not being exploited. So I'm talking about more along those lines, right? As well as are you posting? Are you posting, you know, someone all the time and and encouraging them to show very little and so that you could get a bunch of likes so that you can actually, um, you know, use get get paid, get paid via YouTube, get paid via other social media platforms. So are you doing that? This episode of the Inhumane Podcast is brought to you by Canopy.us. Now, I know you've heard me talk a lot about the dangers of online in our world today. So I'm here to tell you about a few tips that can help protect your kids online from porn and sexting. I highly recommend, of course, to use parental controls on all of your family's devices. But the truth is that the average age of exposure to porn is 11 years old. And one in four kids have received a sext and one in seven have actually sent one. So that's why Canopy is such an important app to install on your kids' devices. Canopy actually helps prevent the exposure to porn before it happens. They use their technology actually filters images and videos in milliseconds. And when Canopy detects a nude or lingerie-esque image, it's saved to your child devices. It will give them the option to delete or send to you for approval. That's like a lot of checks and balances. So you can try Canopy for today. 
by using the code INHUMANE and check out for 30 days free and 20% off for life at canopy.us. And you know, when I have this conversation about self-exploitation, I think of, and this is going to definitely date my my uh, age, but um, in the early 90s, so MC Hammer was a really huge pop star at the time, like huge. His shows were phenomenal, like phenomenal. He had like huge choir, like he just pulled out all the stops, like he knew how to put on a show. And people loved him. Like he was traveling all over the world, of course. Um, but then he started making like Pepsi commercials and like some other uh, some other commercials. And then people were starting to call him a sellout, like um, especially in like the black community. Right. And in the hip hop community, it was like, oh, you're a sellout. Like you're not here for the music. You're you're here just to make money. I and and I thought that was brutal <laughs> because now look at these look at the, the day that we live in. Every single celebrity, whether they're music, sports, movies, shows, whatever, every celebrity that you idolize, what are they doing? You think their only paycheck is their profession? No. It's all about what they're selling, what product that they're selling. And unfortunately, we're getting, we're in the products of, of selling ourselves because we just want people to like what we're posting online. and. A reason I wanted to, I mean, I have tons of reasons why I want to talk about self-exploitation, but one of the other big reasons um, I wanted to bring this up is I'm actually getting very proud of society lately, or at least at least on my algorithm and um, a couple other people and my husband's algorithm um, on TikTok, for example, There'll be a, a a young person and they're wearing like maybe a maybe a bra, maybe um, you know, some tiny little bottoms that show everything as well. And they're very close up in the camera, and all they're doing is bouncing around. So of course, you see female parts bouncing around, and they're very uh very young female parts bouncing around. That's it. That's all the video was about. No words, no anything. And the comments were constant, like literally thousands of comments saying, what is the purpose of this video? Why are you doing this? And I don't, I don't bring that up to shame this individual at all whatsoever because um, I'm in this space of education and I also want to know why. Like, I'm never going to shame anybody because I want to know why you're doing what you're doing. And that allows us then to have a discussion. And you can see from my perspective, hopefully, and I'll see from your perspective, right? So the comments in society are starting to, I, I think it's calling people out in a healthy manner. And they're, they're asking, what is the point of this video? Why are you bouncing around? What is the point of that? And I'm hoping and I'm praying that this individual is looking at these comments and saying, huh, there's a pattern here. Everyone keeps asking me the same question. So why am I doing this? Is it to get attention? Which... 
Of course, I'm going to go down that direction and say that's exactly what it was for is to get attention. And I don't, and I don't say that to, uh, again, shame this individual. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're self-exploiting themselves. So I think it's a much bigger issue than just gaining some attention. I want them, and I'm trying to teach them what the repercussions are of you, right? Self-exploiting. And we want to stop it. We want to stop it like urgently because it's like one after another, after another, let me post this and there's no purpose yet just for you to see my, to see my body. And these aren't like, and and I'm not saying that models get a pass at all whatsoever, because I think a lot of that is over sexualization as well. Um, And it's not that the human body is not a beautiful thing. It absolutely is. I've talked about that a thousand times. Um, I honor it and I respect it. But I think we're lacking the latter. We're lacking the respect of the human body, period. And so bouncing around and posting things where it's just your chest or it's just your, your, your bum. What is the point of that yet to get likes and to get attention? What is the point? Cause most of them are not even selling a product. Not that that's any better, right? Because we could find other ways to sell a product. And I hate the saying that sex sells, but it does. And then until we stop that, and no, I take that back. Sex sells and it only sells because we buy it. So if the consumers stop buying it and stop paying attention to it and call it what it is, then sex will not sell. And I know that's a hard ask. I know, I know, I know that's a hard ask. But if we're trying to teach all of these individuals that it's all about what's up here in your mind, then why do we think it's okay to self-exploit? Because I tell you what, when I talk to, you know, my human trafficking survivors, when I talk to those individuals that I partner with, exploitation is not a joke, you know, to them. And exploitation is not for attention seeking at all whatsoever. Someone is literally harming them every second of the day and their rights and their rights have been stripped away. The worst kind of crimes against humanity is, is happening to them or happened to them. And yet we're over here, you know, exploiting ourselves. So why can't we treat it almost the same? Yes, it's self-inflicting. I get it. It's choice. I just think a lot of people aren't aware of what they're doing and what those consequences are. But why do we say that when someone else exploits another individual, it's so wrong and you could go to prison and all these things, but society is like, oh yeah, keep self-exploiting yourself. That's that's amazing. Keep self, self-exploitation. self It's great. We're going to give you more likes. We're actually going to give you money now. Like, when are we going to actually see the similarities in the two? They're not completely the same, but there are similarities in it. So we just have a sexual culture 
that is promoting these predators and it's promoting human trafficking. It's promoting pornography. And we know that all of those are related. I tell you all the time, right, that this this whole issue, it's like a spider web. It's a spider web and it extends in this area and this industry, that area and so on and so forth. And when are we going to stop it? Because we can, but we have to do it as a whole. We have to do it as as society. And so we have to start understanding on how we're promoting self-exploitation. Because if we continue to self-exploit, then we're going to turn a blind eye, which we're already doing. And we're saying that it is okay to exploit someone else. It's almost like we're saying it without saying it, right? I don't give you my full permission but I'm giving you permission. And that's, I think, as I think, I think we have to just really start challenging ourselves. We only want to challenge ourselves when there's some physical challenge, when people are manifesting something for 30 days. Um, we only want to challenge when we're eating a certain kind of food. It's all self. It's all about self, right? That's the only time we want to do a challenge because then we get to brag about it. We get to brag about it to all our friends. We get to brag about it to strangers and so that everyone can tell me how amazing I am. Why don't you be an actual amazing person by calling things are, you know, what they are? And self-exploitation is not that different from someone else exploiting you. And I don't mind calling that out in a really, you know, assertive way. I don't think I was abrasive, but I do think I was assertive. (laughs) And I think I think we have to do that because we are now harming ourselves. And. At the same time, we're, we're definitely harming others. Because we keep pushing for this sexualization. So that means we keep pushing and promoting for sex to sell. And when we keep promoting for that to happen, then pornography comes into play. And like I said, human trafficking comes into play because they're all connected. And force, fraud, or coercion, you know, that is when it's human trafficking. And when it comes to sex and pornography and... um. Only fans and getting, you know, money off of your platform because you decided to do some, you know, sexualized act, whether it was wearing a bikini for this person or whether it was showing him your feet because he has a foot fetish or whatever. All of those are <laughs> parts of human in that human trafficking ring, right? And it just is, it's all partake. Like you're, you're not understanding you're like at this level. And when some people say, I would never do that. Well, let me tell you how fast coercion happens. It happens in a split second. These predators already know your weakness. That's what they came online for. And you took the bait. We, we don't know the percentage because there haven't been strong studies, um, but there has been lots of, right, um, just conversation, which I find it just as important, of waitresses that were in, waitresses in um, strip clubs. 
And how many of them said, nope, I'm only a waitress. I'd never be a stripper. This is just so I can make really good money really fast and work less time. And then how many of them go into stripping because it's that easy to be coerced by someone as well as just look at yourself. It's that easy to be coerced by money, right? Because some people, money is is everything um, and they'll do anything for it. And that is on the predator side as well as the consumer side. And here we go. We circled back and that's how human trafficking gets formed. We have to prevent self-exploitation. Um, and so I'm sure you're wondering like, well, great, Antonio, but how how is that going to happen, right? How are we going to prevent self-exploitation? Well, my call to action for this episode really is, because uh, we all know somebody. We all have seen somebody's um, you know, social media platform. And, and I'm even going to put it out there and even talk about fitness people that, you know, I, I have a lot of fitness people that are friends of mine and they, they have amazing bodies and they take care of themselves very well. Um, and there, there are some great things that they've posted about their bodies. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, all of her hard work has paid off. This looks amazing. Love it. This is great. And then there are some that are very questionable. <laughs> Like we went past that, that line, right? And it's no longer just about, um, you know, let me show you my hard work. It, it really is on that border of exploitation. And so I find it, you know, my responsibility to share, but again, the way I share is very different, right? I don't go in in a judgy way and I don't go in, um, you know, with, with strong words. It's just like, Hey, because people know what I do right? They know the work that I'm in. So if you have a loved one and if there are young people in your life, it's like, how can you start having that conversation with them of like, Hey, what are some of the things you like on your social media, right? Some, what are some of the things that you would like to post? Or if they're already posting them, say, Hey, tell me, tell me why. And this is tell you why in a, in an interested way, like there's interest and curiosity as it should be. It shouldn't be of, tell me why you did this, right? Because you're already biased. You're already judging. And this is how we can't make these big changes of these big issues like stopping human trafficking um, because we come in in that manner. So we need to start changing that dialogue. We need to start having these open dialogues with these young people and asking them like, hey, tell me why. Tell me why that was so important for you to post, you know, and then would you still post it that way? Or is there another way that you thought of maybe posting that now? Right. And because I'm going to tell you, this is just like a uh, this is just like a drug addict. And wait, I probably shouldn't preface with that. <laughs> let me let me let me connect this for you. So. When you work with people who are addicted to drugs, and let's say you work with people who have really hard anger management problems, everyone looks at it and they think that the drugs are the problem. They look at anger as the problem. Those are not the problems. Those are the tools and resources they used to get them through whatever they needed to get through or to react however they needed to react. That is not the root of the problem. There is a root of the problem. These are just tools that they used. Okay. 
So drugs is not the problem. Yes, is it addicting because what it does to you chemically? For sure. But we're not solving the problem of why they need to numb themselves or why they need to escape and use those drugs, right? So I want you to, you now see that on when you're talking to a person and they are self-exploiting, you're asking them, hey, why are you, you know, why did you post it like that? And, and tell me, and it's curious because why they're doing it is not just, oh, they just are doing it. There is a root of the problem that we have to figure out on why they're doing that. And is it that someone coerced them? Because we automatically think, right, oh, not my family member. They couldn't be trafficked at all whatsoever. And now we have people that are starting to believe them like, oh, my gosh, someone was doing that to my, you know, my little cousin or my sister or my brother. So someone could be doing that and pressuring them, right, coercing them to do that, forcing them to do that. And yet it could also be the other way where they're doing it themselves, but we just got to figure out why, because that is where we can make that connection. And that's where we can start actually making real change. So I hope you have some great conversations. Um, please DM us, uh, reach out to us, all the social media platforms at Humane Podcast. And, and I look forward to hearing from you. So till next time, thanks so much. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.